0: Well, first of all, I'm going to give credit to New Mexico. I thought they played a heck of a game. Um, They made a lot of plays. They made it very, very difficult for us. Um, You know, they're incredibly talented. They're long. They're athletic. There's not much they don't have. And so, obviously, you know, they've kind of changed their style of play throughout the course of the year. And and certainly seeing them um, against Wyoming last night, you know, we figured they would pick us up full court like they did the first half at their place. And we really handled their press well there. Obviously, it wasn't so well uh, tonight, but that's a big credit to them. They really sped us up. You know, we hadn't played in nine days. Our break was longer than our Christmas break. And I thought we showed a little rust with that. And then the other part of it is I didn't help our guys enough with our press break. We made a couple adjustments at halftime that I thought really, really helped. We had 15 turnovers in the first half and nine in the second half, two, I think, in the last eight minutes. So that was, and that's normally, you know, we really handle the ball well and take good shots. But, uh, you know, they got up by eight and our guys just were in the huddle. Just We're going to find a way to win. We're going to find a way to win and give our guys credit. We really stayed in the attack mode. We had to deal with a bunch of, you know, we had foul issues all night long. We had four guys, three guys with two fouls in the first half. And Sam picked up his third with about a minute to go, picked up his fourth with about eight to go, and we just had to kind of keep negotiating that whole thing. So at the end of the day, you find a way to win. This is March Madness. You're going to get everybody's best shot because nobody wants to go home, and everybody kind of resets their record and resets their mindset and so on and so forth. So um, we're fortunate to pull out that victory.
1: Thank you, Coach. We'll take questions for the student-athletes first, and then we'll come back to Coach. Sam, it seems whether it's the NCAA tournament
2: or conference tournaments, a high seed tends to get a scare early from a school like that's seated lower than them, then goes on to make a deep run into the tournament. Do you feel like this was that game for you guys and now you're going to make a deep run into the, either the finals or even further? I mean, we sure, we sure hope so. Um, like Coach said, obviously we showed a little bit of rust. and. I felt like, you know, we only had 24 turnovers compared to how we felt. I mean, I felt like we had 35, 40 turnovers. But, um, you know, I like Coach said, New Mexico's a good team. And, um, you know, they've obviously had their ups and downs this year. But um, at their best, they're, they're a really tough team to beat. And, and we saw that tonight. Um, I thought our crowd was awesome. I thought New Mexico's crowd was incredible. I mean, give them credit seven C they didn't have the year they wanted and they still show out and had three four thousand fans so um, they, deserve, they, they deserve a lot of credit and our fans do as well for for how much they helped us but um, you know we're, we're grateful that we were able to come out with a win tonight and um, we'll focus on you know whoever whoever's next whether it be Fresno or Air Force
3: uh, Bean might have been your best game of the season 14 points 15 rebounds both career highs how were you able to bring the energy throughout the entire game when you were facing like a really difficult press that New Mexico was giving you
1: guys? Um, I think... What speaks wonders to not just my performance tonight, but this team, is that you know we weren't very smart today. Obviously, in, in the first half, we we didn't play our basketball, turning the ball over more than we usually do. But things that usually don't show up in the stat sheet are you know toughness and grit, and this team has that. And so I think we, you know, collectively as a team did a great job, just not giving up. And you know, credit to my teammates, they did a great job. Just I tried to make good cuts to the basket and try and fly around the rim, and they were able to to give me some good uh, passes so I could go up and finish.
3: And then Merrill, uh, 23 points, nine assists. Um, Coach mentioned the four fouls that you kind of had to play with for the last bit of the game. How are you able to kind of balance your aggressiveness, your ability to get your teammates involved, with knowing that you kind of had to be a little bit careful with with the foul situation?
2: Yeah, that's that's the first time in a while that I've been in foul trouble. our coaches do a great job no matter who's on the court, no matter who's guarding who, of, of putting us in, in positions to succeed. So, you know, to be honest, it felt like we were on defense almost the entire game. I mean, if this was a football game, they would have completely dominated time of possession. Um, but, you know, coaches told us to stay on attack, stay on attack, and stay on attack. And, you know, even though we had 24 turnovers, we We got a lot of really good looks and got a lot of shots at the rim and obviously shot a ton of free throws. And, you know, that's partially because of the way they played and partially because of, you know, the attack mode that we were in. So I thought it was, you know, aside from the turnovers, I thought we got a lot of good shots and and that helped us. On a side note, I'm so proud that
0: Sam used the football reference. i football guy, too. Yeah. Saints. <laughs> oh, they do. <laughs> that went right to the heart right it, there. They did, so they did better than the Vikings. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> Sam, Justin, um, what did you guys do in that second half to really exploit that press a little bit better? Mexico's coach said you guys switched in things a little bit in the, in the second half to do something a little bit better offensively. Um, I mean, Coach Smith at halftime, like he said, he he drew up some some good plays for us to to have more. You know, we needed more urgency. That was the first thing. We we couldn't be scared, and that was what he told us. You know, don't hide from the ball. Make sure you flash. Help our guys out, especially Abel Porter, who had most of the you know the weight on his shoulders, bringing the ball up. And so he had a couple of good plays that he drew for us that we had practiced and worked on, and we were able to execute them and, and really attack the middle. So.
2: Yeah, I mean he. Coach just reminded us who we are as a team. And obviously, we didn't play like that in the first half, but um, he just continually reminds us to play with poise and to play with confidence. And, you know, aside from the X and O's adjustments that he made more so than anything, it was just a mentality of, like Justin said, coming to the ball, being aggressive, um, being on attack mode. And that's, that's what helped us out the most.
1: Sam, Sam, Scott Bemis uh, from NBC in Fresno. Um, I know it could be either Air Force or Fresno State, but I, I'm just curious. I'll just ask you about the games you played during the regular season with the Bulldogs. Why do you think those games were so intense, so nip and tuck, and they, they both came down to the wire? What, what made those such good games between you guys? Well,
2: I think both teams are pretty good. Um, but they Fresno poses a lot of challenges to us, and um, they... Obviously, have really good guard play with, with Braxton and Deshaun, and but they really do a good job of spreading teams out. Um, and we struggled at times with that. Um, did better at other times, but um, they can really shoot it. They got a lot of guys that can shoot it, and um, they play with good pace. They're they're really well coached offensively. Um, they get a lot of good shots. So, you know, if it does come to be them, um, I anticipate another fun game.
3: Sam Dana Green with KTVX in Salt Lake. You said before that uh, you don't want to you want to erase any doubt and win this thing. So Selection Sunday is easier. What do you think a win like this though does to your chances? Do you do you like your chances regardless of what happens from here on out?
2: Well, like I said, like I said last week, you never know what's going to happen. So um, we we have one goal for this weekend, and that's to win the whole thing. And um, was a pretty but you know we're one step closer so um you know every every win I think will help our resume so um we're gonna go try and win tomorrow and not only would that help our resume but that would get us one step closer to winning the tournament so that's our main goal right now so coach that I think it was around the 15.08 mark you call a timeout it was on their run they made back-to-back three pointers what did you talk about uh what did you talk to the guys about in the huddle to kind of get them to rally and uh make the run that they eventually did
0: well two things uh, we talked about NBA and NBA a lot of people think National Basketball Association and for us NBA means next best action and and you know when you get the tournament play and March Madness and this that it, it's always about the next best play and um, and then the second thing and we've been saying this from day one is you got to earn it you got to earn respect you got to earn victory you got to earn everything in life and and they got up eight and they made their run and now it's our turn to fight back and um, you know, it's a 15-round heavyweight fight, and so um, they won round, what, 8, 9, and 10. So let's win 11 through 15, and uh, let's be the last man standing.
4: So, Sam and Coach, we talked before the season about, I mean, how excited you were, how everybody was just bought in. How good does it feel now to be where you are? and? Be able to kind of tell people you know we weren 't just saying words that we we knew what we were talking about
2: yeah I mean it feels it feels good internally as a team um, we 've obviously made a, b- a lot of progress throughout the year and uh, for good reason, expectations weren 't super high like I've said before before the season from the outside, but we felt like our culture and our identity would would win us a lot of games and I think it really has you know we 're not the most athletic team in the world to be honest we 're not the most skilled team in the world but um, you know, we have those things that you can't measure, like Joseph said, like toughness, um, grit, heart, and you know, we really play together as a team. So um, it's been a really fun run so far, and we're hoping that it keeps going.
4: And then with the foul trouble that you got on, got in today, I noticed a lot of frustration from you. Was that frustration about the calls, or were you frustrated with yourself?
2: Just you know, I'm trying to be on the court as long as I can, so. <laughs> um,
0: Hey, you didn't play five minutes tonight. That's uh, five times as much as the last four games. Right. <laughs> ready you ready should be tomorrow. well rested tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, thirty-five. Yeah, I mean, just um,
2: every game has calls that go your way and calls that don't. So, um, you know, like Coach said, we just try and focus on on the next next back session and uh, move forward from there.
4: All right, and last one. Sorry. So, knowing that you have the depth that you do, so that even when there is foul trouble you can, you know, have someone on the court that you trust. How much does that mean to you as the MVP, as the, team, as the fans are calling you?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, we've, there's been multiple times this year where I've been out of the game and, and we've gone on runs. So um, personally, I'd like to be out there, but um, I have all the confidence in the world. And, and we as a team, like I said, we play, we play as a team and we're not focused on one guy. So um, whoever's on the court, we're going to stick together and, and try and do things the right way. Justin, can you talk a little bit about the
1: free throws at the end? You haven't been in the, at the end of a game. You haven't really been in there with the pressure. You almost air one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there wasn't any pressure. That's why I missed that one. No. <laughs> yeah, um, I've always felt like I was a, a confident free throw shooter. Um, you know, there, like you said, there hasn't been many opportunities. Um, I can think of maybe Nevada late in the, in the fourth quarter, a couple minutes left. I was able to hit a couple that, that pushed us up again by four, but it was kind of a similar situation. So I think that mentally really, really prepared me for that. And uh, and so, yeah, I was able to just be poised. I uh, saw my family just sitting in the right section of the, of the bleachers, and so that, that always helped too, having them here from Oklahoma. So, yeah, I was, uh, and my teammates as well, they just kept telling me, you know, knock these in, and so they're confidence and as well as coaches meant the world to me so I was able to get it done A question for both
3: Merrill and Bean. Uh, Diogo Brito in the second half was amazing 14 points, he had a really important steal there at the end on a three point attempt uh, <coughs> His first half performance was not anywhere near that. level. What happened at halftime? Did you guys say something to him? What was he like uh, at halftime that kind of maybe changed his attitude a
2: little bit? Yeah, I mean, Diogo would be the first student that he did not play well in the first half. Um, But I think this, you know, that's the identity of our team. No one's one's yelling at Diogo for his turnovers, besides maybe coach. Um, (laughs) But, you know, as a team, we're... We're just, you know, constantly trying to focus on the next, the next play, the next play. And Diogo's been so big for us um, all year, but especially throughout this stretch run. So, um, you know, we have all the confidence in the world in him and in the rest of our team. And he was, like you said, he was awesome and huge for us in that second half. He had a couple big threes,
1: a couple big steals, and um, that was big for us. Yeah. I agree with what Sam said really quick. Just Diogo is a he's a next best action guy and he uh, he doesn't he's not too worried with you know with, with when he makes mistakes. He's always looking to the next play or what I love about him is he's always trying to, you know, help the team collectively and tell the next guy, you know, you got this, if we make a mistake, or you know, he's always comforting or trying to to, to motivate them to, to do better. So that's a great thing about Diogo. Yeah, Coach Smith. Um, so New Mexico opens up an eight point lead in the second half. And then Coach Weir picks up a technical foul. You guys score four straight. And it seems like that was a little bit of a turning point in the game. How do you feel like that specifically impacted the second half and and impacted the game?
0: I mean, anytime you can go on a 4 0 run, I mean, you know, anytime you can put a string together of stop and score, stop and score, that's huge. Um, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but um, obviously he, he got the tee. Sam made both free throws. You ran an out of bo- end out uh, baseline out of bounds play. Um, Sam had a really clean look at it, missed it. And I don't remember who got the offensive rebound, but I know we scored off of that. So, you know, it's such a fine line. At the, Division one men's basketball, it's amazing with the three point line, how quick. Quick things can change, and we've experienced that in a major way, both ways. Um, the way we, you know, against Colorado State at the end, and uh, but we flipped the script, you know, at Boise in, in winning a game like that. So it's just a fine line of winning, you know, winning and losing. But uh, I think you said it was eight, and we cut it to four, you know, in a matter of. Whatever, ten seconds. So, those are big momentum plays. And obviously, I just I, New Mexico played really, really well, and we kept coming back. And then they would answer the bell, and then they'd come back, and they would answer the bell. And, uh, and then we were just able to make you know just one more play. We we were up one. I think I think we we're up three. And then they score, and then we're up one. And we run a play, and uh, it was kind of you know. It, uh, Abel made a good decision, then got it to Sam, and it was kind of a play where Sam just had to make the right decision, and uh, depending on if they stunted at him, Sam was going to get a clean look, if they did, if they rotate to him, He and he goes one more, and that's the story of our team. You know, Sam is just such a—he I mean, has eight assists tonight, nine, right? Nine, nine assists. Nine. Yep, sorry, Sam. Uh, and 23 points, and uh, just makes the right play and goes one more, and like you said with Diogo, uh, Jill's at three in the right corner, and that was a um, that was a big dagger, uh, most definitely.
1: I'm gonna let the student athletes go at this time. Thank you, men, for coming down. We'll Thank keep you. coach for a Thanks, few more fellas. minutes.
3: Thanks, guys.
1: Questions for the coach?
3: Coach uh, Alan Snell with LVSportsBiz.com. Um, Two questions. Can you talk a little, uh, what is your assessment of how you guys responded to New Mexico's defensive pressure? Because you had about 19 turnovers in the first half, I think, and also uh, talk a little about um, your center uh, defensive play.
0: There seemed to be a lot of defensive tussling going, uh, going on between your center and New Mexico's big men. Well, the first part, we had 15 turnovers in the first half, and like Sam said, it felt like 25. And first of all, they, they did a great job. They really sped us up. We were almost—we were on our heels, clearly. and. Um, uh, and then the second part with that, like I said earlier, like I, I didn't have our guys in the right positions, and um, so we made some adjustments at halftime and changed. I mean, we have a bunch of different press breakers, but um, we started utilizing uh, a couple other ones that we should have been in earlier, quite frankly. So we were, we weren't setting our, as a coaching staff. Uh, I didn't think we. Um, set our guys up to have success, and, and it's a player's game. Players got to make plays. Uh, at the same time, coaches got to put guys in a position to make plays. And, and so, we had nine in the second half, I think two in the last, nine turnovers, two in the last, I think, eight minutes, including the one with 12 seconds <laughs> to go. Um, so so they did a good job. And then the other part of that, and I don't want to make it a bigger deal, in it, but when, you're don't, when you don't play for nine days... In basketball, like that's a long, that's a long break, and you know. And on the flip side, New Mexico played three games, and so you know, as we all know, basketball is a rhythm game, and they sped us up. Um, Second part, Shiketa is a big-time player, Um, and. Namish is a, it's hard to believe he's still a, he's a true freshman and at nineteen years old and so you know obviously he was named the freshman of the year in the Mountain West Conference uh, and the defensive player of the, of the year in the mountain West conference and he 's a force me he has six block shots tonight I uh, played thirty five minutes he just had that look. In his eye, you know, he really wanted it, and um, he was just—he's a very, very determined individual that wants to be coached. And you know, a lot of guys say they want to be coached, but then you get critical of them, and then they don't want to be coached. <laughs> and Namiya says he wants to be coached and he wants to be special. And so, but it, all, all three games when we played these guys, including tonight, obviously, it's been a fistfight. I mean, literally. You know, that first game in New Mexico, I mean, uh, Bragg was big time down there. He made, I think, four 17-foot jumpers. And when he gets going in a groove, he's a, there's a reason he was at Kansas to start. I mean, uh, and, they, and they do, like I said at the top. They're so athletic. They have great size. And they sub one big guy out, and here comes the next one. And then here's the next one, you know. And they're all 6'10", and sturdy, and athletic. And um, so, But it's been a physical battle. And, you know, in March, it's, it's always going to be physical.
1: Coach, despite the 24 turnovers, you held them under 40% shooting, yeah. shot 53% yourself. How were you kind of able to si- uh, settle into your style of play as the game went on?
0: Well, we just kept chopping wood. You know, we, I know it's an a- analogy that our local guys have heard us say, but you can't knock down a tree with one big swoop of an axe. You just got to keep on chopping and chopping and chopping, and eventually it should fall down. And you know, at the end of the game, we got six of eight stops to finish the game. Um, yeah, six of eight stops to finish the game. I mean, Bean ending possessions. You know, it was a difficult—do we, do we, do we play big for us, meaning like Quinn at the four, Nemi at the five, Bean at the four. Uh, we went a little bit where we had the four guards in there, but not very much. Uh, but then Bean was just—we were ending possessions. And this is a team, New Mexico, that was averaging 17 offensive boards a game over the last 5 games. So just we had to have some level of physicality and Bean Justin Bean is just a magnet to the ball. And so you know fortunately as a coaching staff our guys have really bought into the defensive side of it. You know, last year our program was at, or we were at the bottom or very near the bottom in basically every defensive stat, the statistical category you could imagine. And so for us to end the game with six out of eight stops and have a plus 18 uh, rebounding margin, you know, 46 rebounds to their 28. I think really speaks volumes to the buy-in that our guys have had, and what we've done all year. We're the number one, we We're the number one defensive rebounding team in the country this year. You know, we finished the regular season as the number one de, uh, defensive rebounding percentage defense, and number four in two-point field goal percentage defense. So we're top five in both of those categories. It's only been done four times since 2002. So, um, you know, the proof is in the pudding.
4: Go ahead. Coach, was there any point in this game that you thought maybe the team had gone into it too confident or overly confident? Oh, no.
0: they, they Listen, New Mexico, we've had, I mean, that game down in the pit was crazy. We knew this was going to be a dogfight. We, we've had very... Um, good practices coming into this. Like, I felt good. I, our guys have been locked in. Um, we're, we, this is a prideful team, and not prideful like in a in a bad way. I mean, they're just... It's a team that has a bit of a chip on their shoulder, and, and there's been very, very few games or even halves where we've had to kind of, like, rip them for this or that or the other. And our constant is we, we show up ready to play. We have good effort. We, we're really unselfish. And so there was no figment of of, um, overlooking or anything. like They have our respect without a question. We knew this would be this type of... We felt like this could be this type of game. A couple more
3: questions right there.
0: Coach, you've said throughout the season that the goal for this
3: team is to win the Mountain West title, Um, but you know that tournament play is far different than just regular season play. Uh, What did you see tonight that... Helps you to believe that this team can actually go and win the next two games and the Mount West title.
0: Well, we found a way to win. I mean, I thought New Mexico was really, really good tonight, and I've watched so many of their games as obviously our staff and our players, um, and they're incredibly talented. And and you know, our fan, like Sam said, our fans traveled well, and they had. I mean, you know, last night you're hearing the roars when they were down 13 to Wyoming, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, Jackson just kind of puts them on their back. And I was up in the lobby because our practice time was you know, basically right after their game, but it started early because the game went a little bit longer than we anticipated, and all you could hear was the deafening roars up in the corridor, or whatever you call the, you know, up by the concession stands, and um, so you could feel that tonight without a question. So, um, you know, tonight, we obviously found a way to win when things were not going great, and um, and things didn't look, you know, they were looked a little bleak for us there for a stretch, but at the end of the day, our guys have great resolve; they have great pride. they want to represent Utah State um, in the right fashion. They want to represent the Mountain West Conference in a great fashion and it, listen like after after we clinched the regular season title or a share at least a share at Colorado state. Um, When you win a conference championship in the regular season, you go 15 and 3, and we started out conference play 1 and 2, so I think we've won 15 out of 16 now, and 8 in a row, like, you got to battle everything. You're battling sickness, you're battling travel, you're battling your body not feeling well, you're battling... Six of our 12 guys that dress being true freshmen, so they've never been here before. You battle all kinds of things. And so for us to be able to do that, it's given us an incredible amount of confidence that you know, we can play with anybody uh, in the country on any given night.
2: Uh, Last you, you mentioned the buy-in and you know some of those defensive statistics. How they flipped. How hard is that to do? You know, in one year with a, a coaching change, and I guess how impressed are you with the guys of doing it so quickly?
0: I can't. I just. I literally. I just. And I don't want to sound like a cliche. I, I literally cannot give our guys enough credit. Um, this is a team that returned four guys that had ever averaged more than seven minutes a game in Division One basketball. Dwayne Brown Jr. Sam Merrill. Quinn Taylor and Diogo Brito, right? And and Crew Ange and Abel Porter were the two guys that averaged seven minutes a game, but they didn't even they didn't play every game. And so that's like that's a challenge. And and those four guys have been tremendous leaders for our guy. Quinn Taylor is like the Mr. Unsung hero. The guy's like a rock. He's the godfather or the grandfather. Um, but his stable leadership for for our whole team, but especially Namiyash Keda, when you have a freshman that can literally I want to say look up to him, but Nimi doesn't look up to a whole lot of people physically. But he's been unbelievable for Namish with his mentorship and leadership and communicating and all that kind of stuff, um, as have all of our upperclassmen. And then our guys just kept chipping away. And so, and then you have a guy, you know, Sam's obviously the player of the year um, and well-earned, but Sam is just so competitive. And what I was told when I first got hired is all that guy cares about is winning, doesn't care about his stats, doesn't care about his numbers. He likes to play, like he said, but guy just wants to win. And so when you're most um, accredited, you know, he was a returning third-team all-league guy from last year, so he was the only guy on our team that has ever had anything like that at this level. Uh, when you have a guy like that that's your hardest worker and he's so selfless, so many times he could have forced tough shots or whatever, but he just makes the right play. Um, how contagious that is for your program. And not only that, he wants to guard the other team's best player every night, best perimeter player. So the buy-in has been incredible, and the leadership has been incredible, and and so I can't just speak highly enough to those guys. Okay, thank you for
4: your time, Coach. Thank you guys for coming out.